systems and processes are the foundation. It's kind of like your roadmap for success. Instead of starting with hiring people, you should start with your system and process documentation, and then hiring and managing teams becomes so much easier. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi, and welcome back to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. My name is Rick Nusky. It is wonderful to have you back with us. We've had about a, a week and a bit or so break. It's wonderful to just have that step away from a, for a moment because then we get to um, organize some incredibly talented people. Now, with that being said, I'm on the line with the wonderful Robert Nickel. Welcome to the show, Robert. Rick, I appreciate you having me on. I, I'm looking forward to being here. I've listened to quite a few of your episodes. And I love your show, so so thank you for having me on. Oh, look, it's an absolute pleasure because uh, like you and I were talking about uh, momentarily, we're going to be sharing some wisdom um, with the audience about your journey with your business that you st- uh, started, founded and CEO of uh, called Rocket Station. Now, for everybody's wondering, what is Rocket Station? Well, it's, uh, it's a business process outsourcing and virtual staffing and remote work um, organization. And uh, yeah, we're going to take a deep dive into that and i love the name rocket station where did that come about well we uh when we first started and we are all we do is two things we build systems and process documents for, for organizations whether you're a publicly traded company or you're a single member llc or or we do virtual staffing like you mentioned so those two things and and we believe that those two things are what really elevates a business and kind of takes you to the next level so when we first started doing those two things we we were primarily in the real estate industry so we were ah. serving investors and agents and and uh, um, property managers so anybody that that serviced the real estate space was our primary industry that that we serviced and then over the last couple of years since october 2018 we rebranded to rocket station because we we're we we're starting to work with many different industries tons of different business types and so as a result of that we we really wanted to be the platform the easy button for productivity and efficiency and so we came up with rocket station and, and it seems to be working pretty well so <laughs> I, I love it i'm loving you uh, spending the time to unfold the story for us because I think it's quite relevant. Now, Robert, when you, as soon as you said processes and systems, you got my attention. How, how important are having uh, processes and systems and what are the differences between a process and a system as it relates to Rocket Station? Yeah, so we, we hear all the time and I used to be the person who used to always talk about how, you know, finding good people is really hard and then how do you manage people and building teams and now in this remote work from home environment, you know, how difficult managing and building amazing and high performance teams Mm -hmm. and i was that guy too i i thought it was super difficult to to hire and manage and over my journey my entrepreneurial career i started as a single member llc and i was just out there as an entrepreneur and i hit a wall i was on a hamster wheel of between time and work and i really i i tried to go hire people rick i tried to started with friends and family and that didn't work out very well. And then I did the traditional methods, going to job boards and posting and doing interviews and, and trying to leverage social media channels. 
And again, I failed miserably at that. And I would hire somebody in dread driving into the office every day because I felt like I had to tell them what to do all day and how to do their jobs. And I felt like instead of getting work done, I spent the whole day teaching somebody else how to do their job. And I was lucky enough, Rick, to have some pretty amazing mentors that I went to go visit and talk to once I started having some success as an entrepreneur, but it was all on my back. Mm -hmm. I went and talked to the people that I really admired who were not only great business people, but they were great dads and wives and moms yeah. and, and brothers, and they, they had their personal lives figured out. And and one of my, my closest friends, he you know, he was caddying for his daughter's golf tournaments and building stuff with his son in the garage and, and also had a very successful business. So I went to talk to them and, and kind of figure out what I was doing wrong. And it became so clear that I was kind of doing everything backwards. So I would start by hiring people. I threw them into the organization. They didn't really have any training. There was nothing and there was no foundational materials, anything for them to be successful. I had to just teach them their entire day and yep. then it didn't work because there's no structure in place <laughs> and so for me the systems and process piece is the foundation to any successful business. if you don't have clear structure and clear alignment it's hard to ever really have efficiency and you can you can throw enough money at any problem and just hire people and those types of things but for most of us we don't have an unlimited limited budget and we can't just throw money at any problem so for me systems and processes are the foundation it's kind of like your roadmap for success and so for me it is kind of the starting point instead of starting with hiring people you should start with your system and process documentation yeah. and then hiring and managing teams becomes so much easier just so I can clarify, uh, processes like the sub build-up of an of a overall system, do you have a series of processes that go into making one system? Is that how you see it? Yeah. So what we actually do is we, with all of our clients, we view them as partners because we're, we're invested in their outcomes and their success. And so we force everybody through a couple-step process. And that system and documentation process is really the second step. So the first thing we like to do is just a, a discovering alignment where we know all the ins and outs of your business, every detail of between the software that you're using, your phone systems and your team and how they're structured and those types of things. We've, we, we've worked with over 2,200 businesses. So mm -hmm. we really understand businesses in general. So the first thing we want to do is understand you and your core principles and what you're trying to accomplish. From there, what we do is we work with your team one-on-one. -on -one. So for example, a sales team, you have sales calls all day long, but there's a lot of things around those calls that have to happen. There's lead management. You have to book appointments and then the calendar and then follow up and then make sure it's confirmation. And for example, just to get this, this podcast booked with you, I mean, there's several emails and we rescheduled and we moved. If I hadn't had support with Marianne to be able to fulfill that, but the only reason Marianne's successful is because we've actually documented how to do everything yes. in their day. So that that is step two for us in the process of being successful hiring and managing teams is that documentation of, okay, what is Marianne's job all day as my executive assistant? Or if we have an inside sales team, what, what are they supposed to do? So we literally document and create training manuals for every task, everything that's happening in the business. So customer support, how do we answer the phones? What are the scripts? What, where do we push people in the CRM? What buttons do we click? So we literally document and create step-by-step -step training manuals for everything that's happening in business, whether it's accounting and bookkeeping, or you've got your social media management. We can actually document the process of how to accomplish those tasks 
which becomes training manuals, it becomes roadmaps. And, yep. and one of the biggest things that that does for you, Rick, is it gives you total clarity and insight into everything that's happening to the organization. Oh, yeah. Because the goal is not to just throw people at problems, right? Like yep. even though we make our money as a staff company, we want viable, sustainable businesses. And the way to do that, in my opinion, is to have clear structure that your teams can operate from. And so we like to create those standard operating procedures, those SOPs. And and, there, and from that point, then we, we can have clarity around what we want to delegate, what we want to hire around and and then actually create KPIs and management yep. numbers to know actually how to be efficient. So I, I hope that made that. Oh, clear. look, that is just wonderful insights. Very powerful because a lot of people get confused with processes and systems and they don't really know where to start, as you've alluded to, Robert. And um, I'd love to, I forgot to ask you earlier, where are you located? Where's home for you? My home base is Dallas, Texas, here in the, the United States. And um, we service businesses, uh, you know, on almost every, almost all states, all 50 states here in the U.S., and we're in nine other countries. So um, our teams are not only global, but our clients are as well. Yeah, you you talked about uh, rubbing shoulders with some very uh, well-known people and organizations. Now, I'd love to, uh, I guess, uh, delve into that a little bit in terms of your, I guess, your relationship with Shark Tank. Tell us a little bit about that. I, I believe in networking and I believe in the power of relationships. And so I spend a lot of my time connecting and, and going to different business groups and, and masterminds and, and just anytime I can be the dumb guy in the room, I'm, try, I'm trying <laughs> to find those, those opportunities. And there's a lot of amazing business people out there that, that participate in different events and groups. And so I'm, I'm a part of a couple different groups where uh, Kevin Harrington and Kevin O'Leary, those guys yep. participate. I've got to know um, Kevin Harrington really well, and we play golf and hang out. And all that is just me uh, making an effort to go spend time trying to find ways to add value to to Kevin. And I, I found lots of ways to you know support his book launch and and participate in some of the things that he had going on. And from a standpoint of just, you know, I had no expectations from him at all, just wanted to support what he was doing, get to know him a little bit because, you know, the, the adage, you become the, the five people that you spend the most time yep. with. Yep. I, I believe that that's pretty much true. So I'm trying to spend my, my time with, with the greatest business minds that I can that are also really good people. And so we're, we're really lucky to have Kevin Harrington as a strategic strategic advisor, one of the original sharks on Shark Tank, and Kevin O'Leary has been really gracious with, with his time and being able to work with us and doing some different stuff. So um, they, they've seen what we're doing. They, they know a lot of our clients, and they participate in a lot of the different things that we do, and so we've built some trust with them, and so they, they've come on board in some different capacities, and we're really fortunate to have them. Thank you very much for sharing, Robert. Um, I know that the My Future Business audience, who are made up of small to medium-sized business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, and the likes, get a lot of value about hearing these things. Now, you're not only talking about living the dream, you're actually doing it. And this takes um, a shift in mindset, doesn't it? How, how big a shift was it from going doing everything for you to go, you know what, we need to do this differently? And, and how do you sustain, a, 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 I guess, the right mindset? call it that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think for the longest time, the, the biggest problem in my business was absolutely me. And the bottleneck was me. I, I, I was responsible for everything. So yeah. there wasn't really anything in the day to day that happened without me either doing it or having to give approval or, or being a part of the process. And I wish I could say, Rick, that that was just 
who I was and I understood that concept and like that I, you know, should have been better than that. And I just like, can't really what happened was I was just getting my teeth kicked in and I was, when I was missing commitments. And what I mean by that is like, I would, my, I was overbooking my calendar and then calls would run long and I would be late and I was not following up well and not fulfilling services as well. And then dropping, like, it's just becomes this, this where you've got too much going on. on. And Yeah. And so for me, it wasn't this like, oh, I need to get like, I, I used to think that I was the best at everything. Like if there's nobody that could answer the phone better than me, and nobody <laughs> can respond to every customer support email better than me, and nobody can run our social media campaigns better than I can. I don't, you know, and I think there's some truth in that nobody will ever care as much as you about your business. And I don't think that should really be your expectation of your your team members, I think you should be able to create incentives and structure things where it creates a win-win where somebody wants to run through a wall for you because of great culture and all those types of things. But mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm not expecting somebody to care as much as me. And so what I wanted, Rick, was just I wanted a better business. I wanted yeah. to grow. And at the end of the day, I didn't become an entrepreneur to only work. I was working all day, every day. And you're talking about living the dream. That is not the way it was Mm. in the beginning. Not even close. And so for me, unfortunately, I had to learn from getting my teeth kicked in, kind of how I do most learning, you know, opportunities for me. Yeah, I come through (laughs) some pain, right? (laughs) Exactly, right? It comes through some pain. So for me, what really happened was I delegated my some of my inside sales and some of the lead management, Rick, and the guy that I hired was terrible. He was awful. And I still did better and made more money and had a better month than not having the support there. Oh, and so wow. I, that gave me the confidence to say, oh my gosh, like with this guy packing up every call, it hurted my, it, I mean, it just killed my ego. Lot almost said hurted. Yeah, it hurt my ego so bad. And, and so, for me, I was like, okay, what? So I worked really hard at figuring out how I could create a process around hiring because I knew I'd built process in the rest of my business, but I didn't have one for hiring somebody and getting them in the, the right position. So I started with one person, didn't work out that great. So I created structure, found an amazing lead manager in inside sales, which changed my business because having a little bit of revenue changed everything, changed everything. because then I could reinvest that back in the business. And then I started working on the back office support, which I was terrible at, social media management, my, keeping my CRM clean, working on the leads, all that day-to-day admin task that it's super important and you have to, I was terrible at yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, so I just started hiring people and put them in place and started building systems and processes around that. And ultimately, over the years, I perfected that process. But I was terrible at the, at the beginning. And I feel like most entrepreneurs kind of are. Oh, yeah. And so that is kind <laughs> of with the story of rocket station, why we exist is because I felt like most, most operators were exactly like me, which is we were good at certain things, but not very good at the day-to-day administrative and running the business and the back office support. And so that's what we really try to take I, on the operators plates. I'm listening to this, Robert, intently and I and I take away the I guess let's call them negative experiences, but they weren't in hindsight negative experiences. They were just part of the lowing uh the the growing process, weren't they? I mean like it was for me. And so I I think the only real shortcut is having great coaches and mentors. Like I played basketball through college and the great coaches could elevate a team and, and, you know, bad coaches could, could definitely cause some, 
detriment. So for me, like outside of, of having some mentors and some coaching, there was no real way to learn other than just doing it. And I was the guy who was always reading Rick. I read every book and listened to every podcast and spent all my time learning. And what I realized, what the real education comes from implementing, it comes from doing, and then you really learn what your customers want. You really learn how to fulfill. You really learn how to manage and run a business by actually doing it and not out of the book. So yeah. unfortunately, I have to learn through pain and experience, uh, <laughs> but that's that's just how it works for you me. You too? Oh, no. I, uh, <laughs> I'm sitting here and I, I've done my research and I've seen a lot about uh, what uh, you guys are doing at Rocket Station and it's a credit to you, but there's one thing I'd love to talk about because I'm all about helping and giving back and serving and I noticed a picture that you had on your site. It was titled Rocket Station Cares. Tell us a little bit about your work overseas. Yeah, it's a, you mentioned I'm living the dream, and I, I get to do two things every day when I wake up. We serve our clients, and we're partners with our clients, and we get to help them build better businesses and ultimately improve their lives. And our mission is enhance lives through better business, so we get to do that with our client partners. But really what, what gets me going and makes me excited and, and is part of our culture at Rocket Station is what you mentioned. It's called Rocket Station Cares. And those are community projects. We, we sponsor schools. We, we do different health projects. We do different supplies and materials. We had a volcano erupt in, in South Luzon in the Philippines. So we are distributing medical supplies and masks and, and providing resources where we can. And so those community engagement projects, we, we lead at Rocket Station and we support. They're totally optional for our team members to participate in, but it's become kind of the foundation and the bedrock of what we we do as a company and kind of really solidifies our core values and something that we can really circle around and it's there's not really anything more fun rick than those those community projects that that we get to do so i, I appreciate you bringing that up yeah it's really my, no. my favorite thing that, that i can imagine i can imagine of- why that that must be so very fulfilling on a very on a personal level for you and again it's a credit to you keep up the great work on that side of it now let's shift gears a little bit let's talk about some of the business processes and services that you actually offer because you use some acronyms and I just kind of want to break it down for people. Let's start with what BPO is. What is BPO? Yeah, so most people have had an experience with outsourcing in some ways, whether you, you know, from big banks to to the big computer companies, they, they, you know, the here in the U.S., the Wells Fargo's and Bank of America's, these, Mm -hmm. these companies that started 20 years ago or plus outsourcing to offshore teams that's what most people think of outsourcing is that experience you 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 pick up the phone you call customer support and you get somebody on the other end of the line that has no idea what they're talking about or how to deal with your problem they're just part of a, a big machine and so that entire outsourcing industry is called bpo business process outsourcing and what's changed about today is that what used to just be big box stores are the only ones like major you know multinational conglomerates where they yeah. used to be the only ones because you had to have these giant office buildings with infrastructure and multi-year contracts and then you got terrible service and you're like I mean only huge companies that can afford to to piss off their clients sorry if I'm not allowed to no, say that uh, that <laughs> that that, t- that take off their clients um are, we're, we're allowed to outsource, right? But what's really changed about today, technology has advanced so much and the, the globe is so connected through the internet and cloud storage and email. And, you know, yeah. you, you and I are talking half a world 
apart here it's in, in real time. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely amazing. And so what's different about today in outsourcing and BPO is you no longer have to sacrifice quality in the service of outsourcing. So what you used to make this compromise because outsourcing was cheaper than hiring domestically here in the US and same in Australia because the GDP of your of our countries are so strong and, and they're yep. you know what what we used to call first world and you can't really say that anymore for whatever reason. No, no. Yeah. So <laughs> you know established economies, right? So the the GDP is too high, the salaries are too high. So it's this compromise between what we actually pay people and what we can get. And if we can just kind of squeeze that margin, then it's worth it. That's no longer the case. You can pay what is seemingly really low rates for college educated, highly qualified, um, amazing talent from unbelievable uh, communities with great culture and core value and expect the exact level of output, the exact same productivity and efficiency, the exact same quality as you would get from hiring somebody locally and having them in the office. So the idea is that whoever you would hire through an organization like us, your sphere, your customers, your clients would have no idea they weren't sitting right there in your office as a part of your in-house team because that's the way it gets set up. They get structured and integrated in a way where it's just like an employee, but yep. there's no employment agreement. So it's not a 1099 service contractor. It's not an employee. It's just a service agreement between your company and ours, but your expectations shouldn't change about what you get mm-hmm. as a result from, from your employees. I, I have an interesting question for you. I know that uh, there are different cultures in the locations where you're sourcing these wonderful talents. Um, do you have any, um, how do you manage Rocket um, Station itself, manage the cultural differences between, I guess, say, United States customers and those providing services in wherever it is that you're sourcing them? Yeah, so most of our teams are based in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and we, we're headquartered in Dallas, Texas, here in the States, and then we have a, a second headquarters in, in Manila. And then our teams are, are, like you mentioned, throughout the Philippines. And for us, we've just built a big infrastructure around recruiting, training, and then our support team. So we have just over 100 people in support that manage just over 900 people as far that are placed with our clients that are our mm-hmm. employees. Um, and so we just have an amazing staff, an amazing team. We we have a, a really robust process for getting the right people in the right seat. We from our, our structure of how we recruit, interview, hire, and then train because they're on our platform for six to eight weeks before they're ever fully integrated into any of our programs. But we're also using tools like Culture Index, which is an amazing profiling tool, and the consultants that, that work for that company are incredible at setting up systems and processes to structure that. So the truth of it is it's just amazing teams that are unbelievable leaders that, that carry all the the heavy lifting and the load. So it's we've got amazing structure where the systems and processes are really clean and clear. Therefore, expectations are, are set from, mm-hmm. from management and then their, their job is just to empower their teams to, to perform. So uh, a lot of gnashing of the teeth, a lot of years putting together <laughs> good structure. And then at the end of the day, it's just the amazing people that, that run the organization. And I get to get on podcasts like this and get a lot of credit for the success that we're having, but it's really because of of our middle management, the teams that we have over there in the Philippines. I'd love to, uh, I guess, continue the discussion around management in terms of time management. Um, given that um, people are not in front of you, how is it that you manage time in terms of 
you know they they come at a come to us at an hourly rate and how do i know that they're actually working is it based on our project completion or is it hourly rates are there options there how does that side of it work yeah it's a it's a great question it makes a lot of sense so we we set it up where they're working your hours your time zone real time as if they're sitting right there in your office so if you know here in the states the normal working hours is like an eight to five day or, or nine to six type day the the teams in the philippines are working the the same hours so they're they're in real time and so the way the communication works is we, it's, they're directly integrated into your business. So for us as a company, we use Zoom as our video calls, our in-house chat, and it's also our voice over IP phone system yep. for the company. So it's really been great. We used to have a whole suite of tools. We used Slack for chat. We used Skype for video, and we had a company called Ring Central for our phone. And so our clients have some kind of combination of, of mm-hmm. technology in place, whether it's Zoom or it's the voice over IP. And so our teams integrate directly and it should function just like employees. The thing that is super important is, is having that clear structure and processes that we mentioned. That's why we spend so much time at the beginning to build all of that out so we can set expectations appropriately. But start of day, you should get a message that says, good morning. Here's what here's what I'm about to accomplish all day. And as they're working through their day, they should be updating everything in real time and working throughout the systems and, and updating the CRM and putting everything together in real time as if somebody's sitting right there. So they, we, there's a lot of structure in place to to not only set it up correctly, but in the day to day, have total clarity, alignment, and transparency about what your teams are doing. Yeah. And then ultimately, it should really be about output. Right. So if we can set clear expectations about what the what we're trying to accomplish, we're either meeting those goals or we're not as, as far as the team. So it's, it, it's both the time. It? Yeah, it's both time management, but then about outcomes as well. So it's it's awesome experience for us to help our clients set that up and create that transparency, because most people don't know what their teams are doing all day that are sitting right there in their office. So nice. they don't even really think about it in those terms. But but that's the truth. It's almost easier through the technology to set up transparency, well, and we do that through through processes. So sorry about you. No, that's fine, no, Robert. I was going to ask you about, um, in terms of when you're in, engaging someone, how do you go about matching a person from Rocket Station with your customer? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. So what we do is I. I Sorry for sounding like broke, broken record, but we start that discovery and alignment phase yep, so that we really, un- yeah, because we've got to really understand the job description. So that's the first thing is we're going to build out the task and the job description and work with you to create a full map of what that person is going to be doing and accomplishing because that's going to determine the profile or the type of person that we're going to, we're going to fill that job. Someone in sales or customer support is obviously a very different role than somebody that's doing bookkeeping or that's doing social media management, which is more admin-based. So we spend a lot of time not only in our training and process, uh, our, our training and onboarding process for our teams to make sure that we really understand them. I mentioned profiling as well. We're, we're very, very accurate with understanding our teams and their, their, their skill sets and what they're good at and their personalities. And from there... We're, we're not just placing somebody with you. What we want is you to be really excited about the team member that's, that's going to join your team. And so you're going to interview on Zoom just like this, three, four, five candidates that we think are a perfect fit 
for that job description we just created with you. And we're going to help you facilitate those interviews. And by the end of those interviews, you have so much confidence and excitement about the person that's going to be be joining your team and taking your business to the next level. We then help you onboard and stay with you for the life of the account. So every couple of weeks, we check in and have calls with you and we're helping manage your VAs behind your your team members behind yep. the scenes, and we're really a part of that with you to make sure that you continue to get the results that that you deserve. And I think that's why our Google reviews are so amazing. If you yes. look, if you just scan through, I mean, people just raving. Those are those are people giving feedback about their experiences, and that that really starts Rick in that interview process. After we've built those systems and processes, people are like, okay, man, our clients are really excited because they understand where their partners in this and where we have their best interest and then we get to the interview phase and then they have all the confidence in the world that <laughs> this person's going to be able to crush these tasks and then from there it's just about the onboarding and setup and then it really doesn't take long to to make that happen and see it. results i'm loving this call it's been such an eye-opener i'm very excited about uh, the opportunities that it gives to small business owners especially given the nature of the world that we live in at the moment a lot of people are doing it a little tougher than maybe they should be or want to be at the moment they're forced to work from home oftentimes they're now using software and it got me to thinking what about software if i've created a document in a particular software platform but I'm not the one who's going to do the final editing uh, production and distribution using that same software. How do you accommodate for services like that? Do you have a suite of software that you have access to? That your yeah, so it's usually, yeah, it's usually a combination of, of our internal tools and, and the client's tools. And I'm, in, in a, there's, I'm always surprised learning something new all the time, but there's very few tools that you can't integrate team members in externally. Even a lot of the um, video editing and, and the graphics and the, the creative and design softwares are even allowing project-based teams to work from, from multiple locations. And so there's really few, if any software I can think of, that we can't integrate team members from different places into. And so usually it's all in real time. And so it's sim like we still to this day use Google Drive for a lot of different things because you can share, have team members share within that. But um, um, Microsoft Teams is an amazing play platform. WebEx is an amazing platform. So there, there's just so many tools that if you don't already have those set up, we can help you do that. But most companies have the, the baseline have software things. and tools that they need. Thank you again for sharing great, great uh, content, great insight. Now, uh, coming to the pointy end of the call, Robert, I'd love to um, share with people um, that are interested in this and how they can find you and uh, what is the actual onboarding process, if you could step them through that. Yeah, so we have a couple-step process. The first one is just what we call a discovery call. It's a no obligation, no, it's just a Q&A for us to get to know you and understand you. And mm -hmm. I really mean that because we don't care if you hire our teams or not. We care if it's a successful, mutually beneficial, win-win, long-term relationship. So that the first step is for us to just to get to know you a little bit better. And most people really, when they hear the concept of outsourcing or, or hear um, about us or hear me on a podcast, they get the general terms. They're just confused about or unsure, confused not maybe the best word, but unsure mm -hmm. about how it applies to them specifically. And yeah. so that's really what the discovery call is for, is just to kind of see if it's a good fit, if it, you know, kind of understand if this is something that 
that we should work on together as, as a partnership. So after the discovery call, we would move to the, that documentation phase where we'd work with your team and we'd do all the heavy lifting to document the systems and processes throughout your business. And then from there, it would go into the hiring phase and then onboarding from there. So those are the kind of the three major phases that we go through. You're driving the bus the whole time, meaning it's your business, it's your organization. We want to get you to your outcomes. We're just going to do all the heavy lifting for you and, and carry that workload. So um, that the that those three steps is that I hope that answered your question. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, for everybody who's on today's call, um, as is normally the case, I'll be making sure that all of the relevant information about Rocket Station, uh, along with Robert and his wonderful team and all the great work that they are doing are made available below this post, no matter where you see it, you'll see the link to rocketstation.com. Uh, go ahead and click that link, um, check it out, make contact with Robert. And with all that being said, Robert, what a wonderful call. Thank you very much for joining me on the My Future Business Show today. Thank you for having me. Your your preparation and research shows through your questions, and you're you're a great interviewer for a reason. So uh, I really appreciate you having me on, and thank you for your time. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends, and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.